an effort to help me, to help you uh, keep this simple, to be deliberate. uh, And I hope it helps you. I hope it helps me. Turn in your Bibles, if you would, over to Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I think it's so interesting. I hope you've been able to hear some of the message and the songs that we've sang because I think all of those songs, and I know for sure three or four of those songs, I could read you the words of those songs and they are very much connected to and undergird what we're going to talk about today. I hope you heard some part of Bill's focus because it very much undergirds and is tied to what I'm going to talk about today. I'm so thankful to God when that happens. What I want to offer us this morning is hope. Hope. Do you want hope? We use that word so flippantly like it's wishful thinking, you know. The gas gauge says E, the light's been on, I didn't know it was on. I hope I don't run out of gas. No, that's not what this is. The E's not for enough, and when the light's been on and you don't, there ain't any hope in that. Hope, the hope we're talking about is hope that does not disappoint us. Not now, not ever. Hope, it is this anchor for our soul, the Hebrew writer would say in chapter six. It's, it's promise and expectation for the future. It's power for right now. It's power for right now. I love the game of football. I'll see little bits of several games today. You know, they finally invented this thing for people like me, Bill, and they just show you about 20 seconds of every game that's being played. That suits me just fine. You know, a sports team, I don't care if it's football or not, you know when they give up? It's when it's hopeless. You know when people give up? It's when it's hopeless. We've been delving into the first three chapters of the book of Romans. And if you could hear the message from the apostle, righteousness, righteousness, that that is God's given us everything we need. But through our knowledge of creation and the knowledge of God that gives us through this inward morality that's within everybody to distinguish right and from wrong and reward the right and condemn the wrong. And even when you go as far as the religious privilege that God gave the Jews when he outlined and stated specifically everything that was right and wrong and told them how to worship and what to do and all these things. And that left people, when sinners get a hold of creation, they make it about themselves. When sinners take hold of the morality God gave them, they make themselves the own standard. When sinners get a hold of God's own word, they'll pervert it and use it to elevate themselves and put other people down simultaneously. And none of that got any hope in it. And he didn't write those first three chapters about unrighteousness and the fact that everybody's got it. Jews and Gentiles alike got it. And that of ourselves and in ourselves, there's no hope. I'm not talking about wishful thinking. 
There's not any power in that above you. I'm talking about hope that does not disappoint. And he didn't write those first three chapters to leave people hopeless. I know we're jumping ahead a little bit here, but they're this, this, we got to get a hold of this, brothers and sisters. Now I'm talking about if you want hope, hope that you can't wear out, hope that this world cannot defeat. I'm trying to be deliberate and brief this morning because I've already talked to two brothers and, and they're fixing to be up all night and they've already been all up all night and fixed to be up all night again. And I did that off and on for 17 years. I have a deep appreciation and respect for people who are exhausting themselves just to be here. And I'm telling you, there's hope. This world will wear you smack dab smooth out. It'll take your fame. It'll take your fortune. It'll take your life. But what it cannot take from you is your peace or your hope. Because the only real peace there is, brothers and sisters, comes through Jesus Christ. The only real hope there is comes from him. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, we're studying Romans. Every time we see a therefore, we stop and ask. What is that therefore, therefore? Well, we're getting to that. It'll be a long time, Bill, before we get to chapter 5. We just jump ahead today because I got to jump ahead. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, faith in Jesus Christ, not faith as well, faith in him, in him as the creator, is him as the propitiation, the satisfaction, is him as the one who through the eternal spirit offered himself to unblemished to God. Faith in that person. Since we've been justified through faith, here's what we have. Here's what's offered to you right now. I'm already Christian, Jadon. Here's what's offered to you, Christian, right now. Paul wrote the letter in the Romans to Christians, not pagans, Christians. To remind them, do this in remembrance of me. Jadon preaches sermon in remembrance of me. This is offered to me. This is offered to you. I'm preaching to me just as much as I'm preaching to you anytime I'm preaching. Since we have been justified through faith, we have. We don't wish we had. We have. Concrete fact. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not through ourselves, not through our intellect, not through our morality, not through our religious practice. This worship service is because we have hope. Our, wor- our hope is not based on this worship service. Wait till a, snor- a snowstorm comes. Wait till a tornado comes. Wait till we all get sick and can't beat here. Oh, you had hope then. That uh, my hope is built on nothing less than what? Oh, Jesus' blood and my own righteousness? I don't have any righteousness on my own. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we've gained access, that's introduction, we have access to this grace in which we now stand. In the blood of Jesus, in Jesus Christ, this is the place he went and prepared for us. A place to stand before God in his blood, in his deity, in his power. Now you can give up that standing, but this world cannot take it from you. This is yours given you in Jesus Christ. God's not interested in you being hopeless. God's interested in you understanding that your hope Hope is for you, not from you. Just one letter difference. 
and the order of them in English. No, there's a huge difference than something that's for you and something that's from you. I just can't, every time I think about that, I think about this nice deal of pork chops Deborah had cooked. And she looked me straight in the eye and said, these are for not you. She knows I'd just see something, I eat the whole place. No, these are for not you, Jadon. They're for some other time when, okay. This hope is for you. It's not from you, it's for you. Rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. One day, his glory comes to us. Now, that's a fact. Paul said, Philippians 3, I tell you as I told you before, and I'm telling you now even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ, like they could accomplish righteousness and hope on their own. They live as enemies of the cross of the Christ. Their God is their stomach. Their glory is in the shame. But not us. Our citizenship's in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there. So that he will come and transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We will be with him in heaven one day. We won't just be with him. We will be like him and we shall see him as he is. Philippians 3.21, 1 John 3 verses 1 through 3. That's a fact. Romans chapter 5, verse however far we're down into there. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That'd be enough to worship him from now on. But that's not enough. Not only so, we also rejoice in our sufferings. We stayed up all night so we can stay up all day so we can stay up all night again and working the whole time. When we just got well enough to get sick again and we, whatever it is this world's doing, when we just got through falling prey to temptation and we just thought we got, and we just, whatever. It's me and Mike were talking about, well, I don't care where the, I'm not looking for this. At the hospital, I call that time of death. I made a straight line with my hand. Life is like this, brothers and sisters, it's up and down. The thing that's above it all is Jesus Christ. He's the source of our hope. The sufferings in this world cannot diminish, cannot take away from you your hope. You will be with God one day. You will be whatever Jesus is presently like. John says, 1 John 3, you don't know what it's like. John's writing the Bible. He didn't know what he's like. But we will be like him when he comes. He is glorious and our bodies will be too. That's a fact. And our hope is built on nothing less than that. And in this time right here where we're marking it out, we're picking them up, we're laying them down, and we're going through it, and we're struggling, and we're being tempted, and we're failing, and we're, we're, we're sinning, and we're falling, and we're failing, and we're running into pain, and all this, none of that can diminish what he gives us in Jesus Christ. None of it. Rejoice in the hope of glory of God. Not only so, we also rejoice in our sufferings right now on planet earth. Why? Because we know. We don't doubt, wonder, respect. We know suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, more hope. You can't defeat this. This is God become flesh, made his dwelling among us. This is God reigning and ruling 
grace, his grace reigning and ruling in righteousness right now to deliver to us a standing before God that just says, everything between God and me is okay. It is right. That's peace. Is that a foretaste of glory divine? Uh Uh-huh. That's the standing before God you have right now in Jesus Christ. Are you in him? Do you trust him? Do you love him? God said that would be enough for you to worship me from now on, but that's not enough. Hope does not disappoint us. Why, Paul, explain it? Because God has seen fit not only to save us, to wash us, to redeem us, to purchase us from ourselves and our sin. He has seen fit to dwell in us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. He cleaned us up. He washed away our unrighteousness to bring us his righteousness. Righteousness for us, not from us. Hope for us, not from us. Salvation for us, not from us. Peace for us, not from us. To the point he dwells within us. All the lost people you know have to hear that message in some way. Christians have to hang on to that message. We have to live life in remembrance of him who is that message. Let's pray. Almighty God and Father in heaven, we praise you, Father, for who you are. This is the day that you have made. And I don't mean Sunday. And I don't mean this 24-hour period. I mean this time that is happening now. The time of redemption, the time of salvation, the time of hope, hope that cannot be diminished, hope that cannot be destroyed, hope that cannot disappoint and cannot be taken from us by the circumstances of suffering in this life. Hope that is the Pure anchor for our souls because it is tied off and comes from its source, the bedrock deity of Jesus Christ. He is God in the flesh on our behalf. We thank you, Father, for this hope. I just pray you help us, Father, to long for it, to look for it, because you make it abundantly clear that you offer it free of cost to all men to all mankind, to all peoples. And you offer us the explanation of it, Father, this morning so that we will hang on to it earnestly with both hands. Glorify yourself in the promises you made and the promises you keep. Glorify yourself, Father, in the hope that you extend to us in Jesus Christ. Help us have the courage and the faith and the fortitude, Father, to hang on to it. We thank you for loving us and listening to us. It's your help we need and depend on. It's through Jesus Christ who died for us. We pray these things now. Amen. God cannot love you more than he does. Jesus cannot be more helpful 
and powerful for you than he is to offer himself and extend everything that he has to you. That's the invitation to us this morning. Would you take him up? Would you take him up on that? Let us know how we can help you while we stand, while we sing.